You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Command Sharia. I will go ahead and confess right up front if I sound a little bit nasal with some stuffiness. That's because I'm stuffy and a bit nasal. I got a a small thing going on there, so forgive that for my voice quality. It's not the recording quality, it's just the guy who's yakking at you. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about some self-resilient readiness tests. There's going to be several of these. Uh, They're not necessarily going to fall out in consecutive order, uh, but uh, we'll drop them over time because we're preparing a book and text workbook now for our black box crew referring to, uh, you know, readiness, resilience, on and on and on. And this is just to give you a kind of a taste of it. So we'll call this part one PT and grit. And, uh, and a lot of us are suckers for these sort of tests. I mean, like, hey, can you pass the SEAL test? Can you pass the Marine test? Can you pass the the, pair, uh, the PJ's test? Exactly. I mean, there's not a warrior culture, any, a prepper's blog, a survival account, or an archetype of intrepid explorers that does not tout and shout the ideal of preparation. We always like to have a benchmark to compare ourselves to it, right? So no one doubts the value of that advice. You know, preparation is no guarantee of survival, but also no one doubts that the odds increase for the prepared soul, right? Most of the time we point to quotes like from Louis Pasteur, the, the quote, the chance favors the prepared mind. Listen closer to that. Chance favors the prepared mind. Now I'm going to quibble with that illustrious Dr. Pasteur. That quote is only partially true. Case in point, we all know, all, all of us know that one vital aspect of the road to good health is moderated food intake or meals that are more wise than not. And uh, getting in a good level of physical activity that robustifies the myriad physical processes that make up our physical selves. These choices go a long way towards making the day-to-day less grumbling. And in hard times, it gives us a higher baseline to work from towards recovery. I mean, we're all at this point in our lives, no matter how old you are, me and you know, 56, this is the best we're going to be. It, it, the entropy works. We're going down. Our job is to maintain what we can and maybe you know, grab a little bit of robustivity and, and happiness uh, so we've got some wells to d- d- dig into or whenever you know, <laughs> something bad occurs, right? And that's what we're counting on. We know that's going to happen with our old age, but we're also counting on that's what happens whenever we're actually faced with actual conflict or, or survival situations. That's the worst of times, so you need to prepare in your best of times to be ready for that, right? Now, again, we all know the advice to be true. I mean, our, you know, prepare those minds, but often our minds are prepared, but have a look around you. Perhaps have a gander at your own life. Despite all the prepared minds, how many Louis Pasteur's do you see in your midst? I mean, let's add an additional step to Dr. Pasteur's wisdom. Quote, skills and drills uh, favor the individual whose mind has been prepared, unquote. Now, that's me just kind of screwing around with that quote a little bit because, again, without the action, you got nothing. Knowing you should have insurance before something ill should befall you is not the same thing as purchasing the insurance before the chance or unforeseen event. Our preparation is always, 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 say it with me, always in our act. Just mere awareness of something or exposure to information. I mean, you could, you could view 72, 72 videos on readiness and preparation and being hoo on YouTube per day, every day. But that's still 72 steps short of reality. With that expanded definition of preparation in mind, the definition that reflects reality is not the kind things we like to think about ourselves. I offer the first 
today in this basic battery of self-assessment questions formulated as food for thought. The crux here is not declaring this list of skills that I'm putting forward as THE list with all caps there, but to act as prompts or spurs that provoke the man or woman who's ever given a voice to readiness to evaluate their own words-to-deeds ratios, all right? Now, if you decide to embark upon any of the tests mentioned here, give yourself one point for each success. Good on you. If you failed in a given test, give yourself a half point for each. I gave it a shot for at least trying, all right? So one point for each successful completion, half point for each one. Even if you didn't make it, you know, 25 yards into it, half point, all right? If you do not perform any test or skip a test, even if you know in your heart of hearts you could do it, uh, and you maybe skipped it because you thought, yeah, I can do that. Give yourself a big fat zero. Because maybe, just maybe, that prepared mind of yours assumes something that the body can't really deliver. And even if you, again, know your body could deliver and you don't do it anyway, well, maybe, just maybe, the body could deliver, but the grit most certainly cannot. All right? So those are the rules, kids. Now, let's go on to these physical assessment tests. Rather than use an artificial construct such as uh, you know, BMI or sports-specific definitions of like, what's your best Fran or you know, what's your best Cindy you know, or, or a military test designed for the mission task of a given unit, it seems that turn-of-the-century strongman, again, old schoolers got it all squared away, man, is Earl Lederman. In his 1926 book, Endurance, he provides us with as good a definition of physical preparedness as any. Now, despite his own specialty within his domain, he allows to see the wisdom of a good overall base that requires no Herculean effort. Let's go to the words of Mr. Litterman. Uh, quote, Every man should be able to save his own life. He should be able to swim far enough, run fast and long enough to save his life in case of emergency and necessity. He also should be able to chin himself a reasonable number of times, as well as to dip a number of times, and he should be able to jump a reasonable height and distance, okay, unquote. And then we're going to move on and provide his uh, a ta- uh, a test to find out if you uh, meet this uh, kind of Sally paragraph he gives here. And then we're going to add on to his uh, work here a little bit. Again, give yourself one point for each one you complete successfully, half point for your, your best attempts, and zero for nada. Uh, back to Lederman. He says, a man should be able to swim at least half a mile or more. Swim at least a half mile or more. And I'm going to pause right there because uh, recently I uh, completed my basic free dive certification. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just, because I, no, I love it, love water and all that. And we were just hit again and again and again in the, tra- in the training. How many people, the, the number of people who are able to swim or exist comf- comfortably in water, they're running these stats saying this has been dropping precipitously for decades. And when it came down to, uh, you know, far less than half of adults can swim or feel comfortable uh, in water. I, mean, I, was, I was kind of shocked. I just thought that was something that, you know, everyone kind of did, but apparently not. Anyway, back to Mr. Lederman again, a man should be able to swim at least half a mile or more. Mr. Lederman also says you should be able to run at top speed 200 yards or more. That's top speed. Again, this isn't just a jaunt. He wants you to, you know, blow it all out, which makes sense. That's when you fight or flight and off to the flight as you hit skin. Oh, he's got a gun. I think I'll just jog over here. He wants you to sprint. A man should be able to jump over obstacles higher than his waist. Good one. Man should be able to pull his body upward by the strength of his arms until his chin touches his hands at least 15 to 20 times. And again, this isn't specified to the overgrip or undergrip or, you know, pull up, uh, chin up. I'll have more on that later. But the old guy, I, I'm wagering I know what he's talking about here, what he would prefer, but we'll get to that later. But again, notice he wants you to pull up the strength of your arms until his chin touches his hands at least 15 to 20 times. No kip is mentioned here, and I wager there's no kip involved. A man should be able to dip between parallel bars or between two chairs at least 25 times or more. 
If he can accomplish, this is Mr. Lederman talking, if he can accomplish these things, he have, need have no fear concerning the safety of his life should he be forced into an emergency from which he alone be able to save himself, unquote. Now, I think that claim goes a bit too far. He just has no need of worry. Well, you know, he's, he's far better positioned than most others, but uh, let's continue. Let's get to where now I'm going to start adding a few th- uh, other likely useful factors to Mr. Lederman's SAGE guidelines. Um, First, let's start with a category of or class of uh, task called assistance loads. Emergencies may require that it's not only our lives we are saving. So, here's a test. Can you drag a 100-pound sandbag 50 yards in under 30 seconds? And again, make your drag weight mimic human body resistance. Seldom do fallen companions emulate the smooth runners of a weight sled. So, if you stack your weight sled up and drag that, yeah, that don't count. You'll find something that's got some friction on it, okay? Uh, the next test of the assistance loads is, can you buddy carry another human being at least 25 yards? Again, if you are small in stature, no worries on the preceding test, all right? But give yourself two points if you could perform the next test. It uh, provides a benchmark for the grit required to stretch your carry with a team or carry support a small uh, child out of danger. And again, this next test is for everyone to play, but again, if you were small and can't carry a large human being, you're going to get two points if you complete this one. Can you carry an unsupported 45-pound weight one mile in under 12 minutes without putting it down? Now, the weight can be a weight plate, a kettlebell. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of just using the unwieldy, empty Olympic bar. Anything that requires you to carry it and not merely distribute it comfortably, like uh, when you're rucking or wearing a weight vest. I don't want anything like that. Anything that you can hook on your body, no go. you got to carry this thing. You throw it over your shoulder, move it side to side, but do not put it down. Can you hold your breath comfortably for one minute with only a five-second preparation time? we got to ponder this. When the car plunges over the bridge guardrail or the loved one beneath the surface that must be saved, our desire to go to our calm, free diver's happy place, this will not exist. You know, moving through the building where we're gulping in that little bit of oxygen that we just might find in this one uh, heated closet just for a moment to move through, we can't get calm. We're going to have to take with what we got. Let's move on to uh, working apnea, underwater swimming and or the walking apnea test. Again, we are unlikely to require that emergency breath hold in absence of activity. Sitting calmly holding one's breath while watching the seconds tick is one thing. Held breath with a task before us is another. Okay, so choose one of the following two tests. Depends on if you have access to water or not. Water is best. And again, use a buddy system if you're going to the water. Uh, perhaps even on the, on the walking one as well. By the way, if you can't pass that Lederman swim test we already talked about, it is an assumption that one has the honesty to realize you ain't likely going to do well here either, all right? You can't swim, we'll jump on it. The wise got programs to find a friend or a buddy who swims and say, hey, let's, let's knock this off the bucket list. Let's get this done. Uh, Now to the test. Can you either swim 25 yards underwater or can you take your five-second breath preparation and walk at a moderate pace 50 yards out and back without taking a breath? All right. Now, well, something, again, to be careful with when you're doing working apnea tests. Uh, if you push them and extend them too hard, you're not used to this sort of thing. Uh, do the pressure changes and stuff. You can black out, drop in, and knock yourself out. So underwater, that can lead to death. And standing up, same thing. You bust your cranium, you bust your cranium. So be careful and probably have a buddy while you're doing these sorts of things. Next class of tests, uh, basically you can call them best while at your, at your unbest. Perhaps you have a cold, such as me right now, all right? Uh, 
do you, the question is this, do you partake of any substance to a degree that would impinge cognitive or physical performance while under the influence of that substance? All right. Now, this isn't a, a call for temperance. It doesn't say, hey, never have a drink in your life or, or, or something along those lines. But it could also be, do you commonly eat so much at a meal that, you know, if I asked you to come out and, and you know, sp- sprint all of a sudden, you know, well, hell, I can't do that. I mean, we all like to unwind. I merely offer that when the uh, feces mitts oscillating blades, it seldom inquires as to, is now not a good time? I'll come back later on when you're fully digested and summer, all right? So best while on best, ask yourself and pay attention how often in any given day or week do you really get to imbibe, whether it's food, drink, or uh, gummies, to a point where you're going, you know, I really honestly, I don't think I would do that well right now. And again, it's not an argument to stop everything, but is it an argument to go, huh, all right. Let's move on to grit checks, G-R-I-T. Now, the following tests, while physical in nature, are more tests of resolve than drilled for prowess. Uh, let's start with the 60-second cold shower. Can you stand in the full spray of your shower, turn to its coldest, not, not midway, to its coldest for 60 seconds? All right? I'm not saying it's going to accrue. I'm not going to lie to you and say it accrues all these physical benefits that some tout, which likely just ain't true. It's more a test of can you, just can you do it? The next test is the temptation fast. Can you fast for an entire day? Water is permitted. It's actually recommended. While at the same time, having taken the time to place several of your favorite food items or beverages in plain sight. The next one is the silent insomniac. Can you for three days straight set your alarm for 3.08 a.m.? Wake up at once, no snooze button, get on your feet, remain standing or walking around for an entire quarter of an hour. And here are the rules on this 3.08 a.m. thing. No texting, phone checking, reading, just you walking around, you facing the prospect of waking up in the middle of the night and simply being up. Now, curiously, when we assign this in our surveys, this is one of the tests that even the most rock-solid huas hate, hate completing, which means it must be important. The Epictetus Day. Uh, Epictetus was one of the stages of, uh, sages of Stoicism who reminded us that complaining adds to our woes and provides unnecessary burdens to those who must hear our woes. The following test allows us to gauge our tight-lipped grit. Can you for one day place a rock or a pebble in one shoe? Place it so you feel its uncomfortable dig into the planter surface of the foot with each step. Go about your day. If at any point the pebble shifts to a more comfortable position, adjust to less than fun. All right? The rest of the rules of this one is do not complain to yourself or to anyone else throughout the day. If an occasional winch draws a comment and such as, hey, man, is there something wrong? You may pleasantly and reply honestly, oh, I have a rock in my shoe. That's it. Nothing else. Don't say I'm taking a grit test or I'm, I'm robustifying myself or look how tough I am. Nothing else. Just I got a rock in my shoe. If asked, why don't you take it out? You reply simply, I like it. No other explanation. Now, let's close this text preamble was something we uh, we already discussed, how we're going to score this. If you decide to embark upon these tests, give yourself one point for each success. If you failed in a test, give yourself a half point for each. I gave it a shot for at least trying. So you're getting points whether you succeed or fail. If, and I'm going to repeat again, <coughs> excuse me, if you do not perform any test or skip a test, even if you know in your heart of hearts you could do it, well, give yourself a big fat zero because maybe just maybe that prepared mind assumes something the body can't really deliver. And if you know your body could deliver and you don't do it anyway again, well, maybe the body could deliver, but the grit most certainly cannot.
There'll be more in this series, this assessment battery series to come. Subjects include awareness test, evasion test, day-to-day navigation, perception, human evaluation, benchmark ability, dexterity, much, much, much more. Uh, squared away is squared away, and all else is just mouth running, right? Again, some of these will be available via the podcast, and much more will be available in the upcoming text, which will, of course, be released first and foremost to the Black Box crew in this Black Box subscription service. Why? Because I love you guys. Appreciate everything. Take care of yourself, guys. Bye-bye. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. <laughs>